Hey, it's Michelle here. What if I told you that I had three science-backed secrets that are guaranteed to improve your energy? No more waking up feeling exhausted, no more brain fog, no more procrastinating, no more burnout. I'm talking about powerful habits that will give you an energy edge. No more relying on all that coffee, all that Coke Zero to get you through the day. I'm talking about learning how to create more energy from the inside out. I want to invite you to the Energy Upgrade, the free online masterclass that I'm hosting live on Tuesday, June 4th at 12 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to give you all the insider strategies to harness the power of your gut brain axis to create more energy from the inside out. I'm going to teach you how I'm able to have the energy to run a law firm, a coaching business, this podcast, pastor a church, and have energy for my family and my home life. I want to teach you all the secrets that I've dialed in around my gut health, nutrition, stress management, the nervous system, and lifestyle habits that are crucial for sustaining high energy and well-being so that we can get stuff done. Let's give you an energy upgrade. Click the link in the show notes to save your seat. It's time to elevate your energy, my friend. I'll see you there. What I am saying is that when it happens, because it's inevitable, because they are human beings, right? When we find ourselves triggered, then we're able to regulate because we have tools for that. And we're able to look at the whole situation, the whole little scenario with some perspective. Let it just be a reminder to yourself that while it requires a ton of work, right? Mostly inner work within ourselves, but also a lot of parenting work that it is normal and it is even healthy for our kids to feel safe enough to try all these things with us. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey friends, welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast. I am your coach, Michelle Grosser. Thank you so much for joining us today. Always a pleasure to spend some time with you. Um, Before we get into it today, I want to ask you if you've left a five-star rating and a short review yet for the show. If you haven't, if you could just hit pause for one second, go click the five stars and then even take a couple seconds and just leave a couple sentences as a review, maybe even just why you love the show or what your favorite episode has been or something that's really resonated with you lately. That would mean so much to me. I would really appreciate it. And it really helps to get this show out to 
other moms like you, other women who need this encouragement and this community. So please do that if you haven't already yet. I would so appreciate it. And also take a minute to hit subscribe. If you're not subscribed yet to the show, go ahead and hit subscribe. That way you don't miss any of the new episodes as they're released. All right. So for today, I wanted to talk about being triggered. We're going to talk about this a lot. We have talked about it a lot, but it really is so important. And specifically today, we're going to talk about our kids triggering us. And I get it. You're probably thinking like, okay, Michelle, you're supposed to be giving me like coaching and advice and help about, you know, managing my anxiety, lowering my anxiety, not here hoping that my kids are triggering me. And I get that. I get that. And the answer is yes. And, and we're going to talk about it. Okay. So the first thing, let's just start with being triggered, right? What's happening in our body when we're triggered? I'm going to put a link below to an episode that came out just um, a couple weeks ago about what happens in our body when we're triggered. So if you're curious about that, you want to know more, we'll talk about it for a second now. But if you want to know more about that, go back and listen to that episode. I'll link it here, make it easy for you guys. But basically what happens when you're feeling triggered is that something happens around you. It can be something that someone says to you. It can be a sound that you hear. It could be a smell that you, or a scent that you smell. Any, anything that happens in your five senses, right? It's just something that is taken in by your body that for some reason triggers you. And what does that mean when it triggers you? It means that this current situation that you're in is bringing up something that you've experienced in your past. Could be five years ago, could be 50 years ago, right? Something that happened in your past that's stored in your body, stored in your unconscious mind. And there's something that's happening in the present that's taking you right back there. It's like this quick, immediate time travel back to what happened in the past. And you might not even be aware of what happened, but there's something that's happening in the, in the current, in the current time, in the present day that's bringing you back, that your body is bringing back to this past experience, past this past trauma, um, back to this past event and it's causing this trigger for you. It's causing you to have an emotional reaction. It's causing you to have a physical somatic reaction now based on something that's happened way in the past for you. So that's what's happening on a really, you know, basic elementary level when we're triggered. So in light of that, we are responsible for our own (laughs) triggers, right? Before we really get into this today, like our kids do not make us triggered. What our kids do is they behave like kids, right? Whether they're toddlers or whether they're teenagers. And then the things that they do that really trigger us are really simply just a mirror for areas within us that still need healing, right? So my kids might do something that really triggers me, but it doesn't trigger Jeff at all or vice versa, right? They may do something that really sets Jeff off, really triggers him, really irritates him, aggravates him, upsets him, and it might not really trigger me at all. So I just want to leave that invitation for accountability when we talk about triggers, right? Whether it's our boss triggering us, our partners triggering us, our kids triggering us, because those conversations should never come from a place of blame. It's not coming from a place of shifting responsibility. It's not our kids. It's not our husband. It's not our boss that need to stop triggering us. Rather, right, it's us becoming aware that this particular thing, this sound, this smell, this noise, this, um, when, when someone says this to me, this feeling, this energy, this is triggering for me, right? What's going on here within me that needs to be looked at 
with some level of curiosity and compassion. So that being said, here's why from, from an emotional development standpoint, I think it should be reassuring for us as parents, even validating a little bit that we're doing a great job when our kids do things that are triggering for us. So I've spoken to enough of you to know that like you, you'll say things to me like, you know, I'm just so worried about my kids. I don't know what's going on with them. They can be so disrespectful. Like when they're out in public, they know how to act. They know how to act at school. But when they come home, they're just, they don't listen, right? They don't listen to anything I say. They fight with each other. It really triggers me. And in this episode today, I just want to offer you another perspective, right? Kids that quote unquote don't listen, kids that push back, kids that might tiptoe as close to that boundary as they can, right? That can be really irritating for us parents. Kids that do what they want instead of simply doing every single little thing you ask them to do right away, that is just a part of normal childhood development. And what it means ultimately is that you are raising humans who feel safe enough with you, who feel confident enough that you love them unconditionally, and that you can hold space for them while they test, learn, and grow through all of these different boundaries, right? That they can explore being authentic, that they can explore asserting themselves, that they can explore disagreeing, that they can explore crossing boundaries. And even though it drives us bananas, (laughs) they're learning and they're growing. And what it means when they're comfortable enough to do this and they feel safe enough to do this is that it means you are not raising people pleasers. And friends, this is a win. (laughs) I know it's challenging. I know it can be difficult. I know it's super uncomfortable for us a lot of the time, but it's a win. It means we're not raising kids who are obedient or compliant out of fear, right? Because fear is not a place we want to be parenting from. Fear is not effective for teaching. It's not effective for coaching. It's not effective for parenting because when our kids are scared, their little brains are in a stress response, right? They're in that stress response of either fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And when they're in a stress response, the part of their brain that can listen, comprehend, analyze, retain, all of that is shut down. So if we're trying to get them to learn, listen, because they're scared of us, it's not going to work. Their brain, that part of their brain's literally shut down. And it doesn't matter how old your kids are, right? The same is true for us as adults. When we are in a stress response, we are not in a place where our brain can learn new things, see other perspectives, and really just adjust, right? We're, in, we're just in a place of survival. Have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like, why do you get so angry and yell at your kids when they're moving at a snail's pace in the morning? Or why is it so hard to relax when the house is a mess? If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Because here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit. And then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is really actually often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There's five different personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategy that you immediately go to when you start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who you are, but rather what's actually blocking who you are. 
And the good news is that once you take the quiz and you learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern and then live and parent as your true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality patterns quiz. If you have kids, when you have kids who are 100% compliant with everything you ask for, or I shouldn't say when you have kids who are like this, right? When we have an expectation that our kids act like robots and they're 100% compliant with everything we ask or expect of them 100% of the time, it might feel easy for us. That might feel like that would be easier for us. And society might tell us, you're doing a great job. Your kids are so well-behaved. They never talk back. They Whatever, you know. We really got to ask ourselves if that's our expectation, right? That our kids are compliant 100% of the time. We really got to ask ourselves if they are in a fawn response because that is people pleasing. That is a coping mechanism. That is a defense. (laughs) So we got to get curious. Like, is it possible that there's a reason why my child might not feel safe disagreeing with me? Why my child might not feel safe sharing, you know, what it is that they actually want? or how they actually want it, or when they actually want it, right? Have I possibly, unintentionally, right? A lot of this is unintentional. Is it possible that I've unintentionally made them feel like they are responsible for not triggering me? Like they are responsible for not upsetting me, right? Have I ever told my kids, stop crying, stop being angry, right? It's not appropriate. I can't handle this. I'm too tired right now. Because if our kids feel like they're responsible for our emotional state, we're parentifying them. We're parentifying them and we're asking them to be responsible for something they have no responsibility for. It's a massive shift of accountability that we need to switch into if this is how we've been operating because it's not fair for our kids, right? Parentifying them, they're walking on eggshells around us, they're terrified of doing anything for fear that they're going to upset us, for fear that we're going to get angry for fear that we're going to become dysregulated because of them. And I know that this reframing can be hard because when we're being triggered by our kid, guys, it's so challenging. I get it. It's hard for me too. It's hard for all of us. And I promise you, like, I know I I felt it, that it would be so much easier for me if my kids just stayed quiet sometimes when I'm trying to work, especially, right? Or if they just played perfectly together, if they just shared, or if they just stopped whining or if they kept their rooms clean or if they always did exactly what I asked them the first time I asked them. But I have to remind myself that that is not actually ideal. That's actually not the goal because that is not how we grow. It's not how we learn as human beings, right? It's not actually emotionally healthy because it means that there's something within them that doesn't feel safe, doesn't feel safe to express, doesn't feel safe to test, doesn't feel safe to really express, you know, what it is that they want or what it is that they're feeling. So on the flip side, some of you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, like I'm not just going to let my kids do whatever they want. True. True. That's not good parenting either, right? This doesn't mean that we're completely permissive. Doesn't mean we let our kids do whatever they want. It doesn't mean we are okay with them disobeying us. It doesn't mean that we tolerate disrespect to each other or to us. It doesn't mean we just sit, you know, and watch with like, a bottle of champagne celebrating every time they're triggering the living daylights out of us. It doesn't mean any of that, right? Of course, our kids require firm and loving boundaries. They require us to be consistent in what we expect, right? But discipline and however is aligned with our family values, coaching, encouragement, modeling, right? 
showing them how we expect for them to show up. Good parenting, all of that's required. Not saying that we just, you know, let all of this stuff slide. Not saying that the things they're doing that trigger us are quote unquote good or that we should encourage more of them. Hear me, hear me, hear me loud and clear. What I am saying is that when it happens, because it's inevitable, because they are human beings, right? When we find ourselves triggered, and then we're able to regulate because we have tools for that. And we're able to look at the whole situation, the whole little scenario with some perspective. Let it just be a reminder to yourself that while it requires a ton of work, right? Mostly inner work within ourselves, but also a lot of parenting work that it is normal and it is even healthy for our kids to feel safe enough to try all these things with us. It's because they trust us. It's because they're learning because they're not fully developed yet, right? Their nervous systems are dysregulated. Oftentimes they're also just doing the best they can and they trust us to hold that space for them when they're not at their best. Because it might take time. It might take practice for them to learn how to do it respectfully, right? How to disagree with us respectfully, how to defy what we're asking them to do respectfully. But that defiance, that pushback, in them that drives us crazy sometimes, I want you to remember that that might be what helps them to disagree with, you know, the bullies when they get to fourth grade. Or it might be what helps them to stand up to peer pressure and say no when they're in high school. Or it might be what gets them out of, you know, a toxic or an abusive friendship or relationship when they're older, when they're in college, when they enter adulthood. It helps them to really become adults with conviction It helps them to become adults with courage, to stand up for themselves, to speak what they know to be right, true. So while it might be triggering for us now, remember that our response is really twofold. It's an awareness of our triggers, right? An awareness, an invitation for the opportunities to do some of our own healing that needs to be done, why we're being triggered, right? Getting curious about that. And then second, it's really just about parenting our kids when they're not quote unquote easy. And remembering that that is such a powerful investment in their future. It's teaching them that it is safe to disagree. They're going to learn how to do it in a loving and kind way, but it's safe. They have to start trying this somewhere. They have to start practicing somewhere as they learn these skills, right? It's safe to tell people no, especially to things that are not right or are uncomfortable. Tell people no, it's not appropriate. No, I don't agree to that. No, I do not consent, right? It's important and it's safe for them to have and enforce those boundaries, to be direct in their communication, right? To be loving in their communication, to be kind in their communication, but to learn how to be direct in their communication. Not have to lie to enable others' poor behavior or not have to put up with stuff that they shouldn't have to put up with in the vein of just keeping others happy. So I hope this encouraged you today. I hope the next time that you find that your kids are feeling very triggering for you or you feel like they are being particularly defiant or disagreeable, um, that you're able to take a beat, regulate, and then kind of shift your mindset a little bit to understand, hey, there might be some actual good coming out of this, right? There might be some growth coming out of this. If I can just get a handle on myself and how I respond and not let this trigger me so deeply um, that maybe I can hold space for my kids as they learn how to express themselves truly, because that is going to be a superpower of theirs that's going to help keep them safe. It's going to help keep them on track. 
as they grow into adulthood. And I also want to say that if this was particularly triggering for you, just listening to this, if you feel yourself in a triggered state and a dysregulated state right now, if you feel something coming up for you, emotion, anger, sadness, guilt, if something's coming up for you that you you didn't expect to come up for you as you listen to this, um, man, just, just one, extend yourself so much compassion. All of you is welcome and it's okay. Also, you don't have to go through this alone. There's nothing broken with you. There's nothing wrong with you. We all experience stuff like this. And if you want any support in particular with what we talked about today, or just in general, like book an unstuck session, either book a one-on-one, one hour with me, or find someone else, some other professional that you trust that you can start talking and working this through with. Um, so we can really take a look at, you know, what's going on for you. See if we can start to uncover what's beneath some of your triggers. So you can really hold this space for your kids. Hold the space for your kids as they grow, push, learn from a regulated state. I am here for you guys. I love you so much. I want to just remind you always you're doing so much better than you think you really, really are. I will talk to you soon. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.